turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, coming back at you again uh, with another radio show. Good to be here this weekend as we, we wind down August. Uh, it's been a been a, a relaxing week for me. You know, uh, it's uh, just been a, a strange time. You know, you go from being super busy, uh, always running around, things to be done, things to be met, and then you know, you get you take this breath and go ah. You know, you're you're sad that you know you don't get to see the kids every day or the volunteers and the staff. But then at the same time, you're a little happy to get a break and a little uh, little breathing room that goes in between. And I, you know, now it's time to, to put on put my pastor hat back on and and, uh, and get out there and, and do the things I need to do to make sure the church is growing and, and people are functioning and people are going well. You know, I just wanted to give a shout out today to my to my family. A lot of times that, you know, when we're in ministry, uh, those of you who listen to the show know I have a big family. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have nine uh, children that we have legal custody on. I have many other children that I, I mentor and, and disciple. Uh, you know, I, I love young people, you know, and, uh, and so summertime is a real hectic time for my whole family because we do the ministry in the summer as that's our ministry. That's how we minister together as a family, the three deep leadership program. Uh, I experimented with it on my own children first and uh, they did well. And then I, open it up to other people and to the community. And I, I didn't want to just experiment on other people's kids. I figured I'd just do it on my own and <laughs> it came out all right. Uh, but you know, they, they, they give a lot of time and a lot of effort. And one of the things I've always told uh, my children that as a family, uh, we as Sutton serve, we serve, you know, we're, we're leaders and that's obvious when you're around us, but we serve, you know, we serve men and women of God and that's what we do. You know, uh, when I remember my son first started attending another church and I said, so what are you doing at the church? And he said, uh, nothing. I said, no, nah, that can't happen. I said, uh, you got to serve. You know what I mean? He's like, well, you know, I'm in school. I said, school is no excuse. You was in school your whole life, you know, uh, and you got to get in there and serve. I said, you need me to go talk to the pastor for you? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, dad, I got it. I got it. I got it. You know what I mean? And he went to start serving. Uh, in the children's ministry there. And, uh, and that's just what, that's what I encourage them to do is to always serve. Uh, my, my oldest son, he, uh, he serves, he, he is in the school system. Uh, you know, he coaches track and field and now he's coaching football, but all summer long he served as, uh, just, you know, supervising the track program and our out of town trips and securing hotels and all the things that he's so good at. 
his uh, his negotiation skills are you know just way better than mine. And uh, you know his family, you know get his wife, they served, they all served. You know sometimes people looking. I mean, it, some people, new parents, didn't even realize that most of the parents, I mean, most of the people that were around me were were my family. <laughs> Cause we don't act like family when we're around each other. We it's, it's, we're serving, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't show favoritism. We don't do anything like that. We just serve people. And, uh, so all my, all my sons, really my youngest, two youngest sons participated in the program by working and, and, uh, and, and also playing. But, um, you know, my, my daughter, my, my sons, everybody, uh, gave their time volunteering as coaches, uh, volunteering on field trips, uh, out of town trips, you know, you know, little things like taking advantage of the shop to get repaired. And, uh, and of course my wife, you know, my wife is just, just a big supporter. She just puts her time in at work every day and still comes through and, and, uh, and volunteers and, and, uh, and just keeps, keeps things going. So it's good. It's good for us to serve together and come out of that and, and, uh, have a good time. And now it's relaxing. So service, right? Service. So I guess that's a good segue into talking about serving. And uh, and how we can serve, you know, as we we as Minnesotans come out of this uh, this this recreational period called summer, you know, where church attendance tends to drop and and uh, you know everything goes out of there, and then we start thinking about you know coming back because we talking about going back to school. Uh, athletic programs have started, you know, soccer, uh, all the fall sports, football, they've all started up, and you know they're getting geared up. And, uh, and so, you know, as, as, if any churches like my church, you know, looking at, uh, you know, let's get ready for fall and, 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 and hunker down for the winter and, you know, how are we going to program in our last bit of evangelism? Uh, you know, and I know next, next Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, at six thirty, and I said Sunday, but Sunday's at 10 30. Uh, we have a guest evangelist from uh, Waterloo, Iowa coming in, uh, uh, from Eastern Waterloo, Iowa is, uh, Pastor Campbell. And Pastor Campbell's coming in, and he's going to be preaching Friday night uh, at seven. Saturday night, six thirty, and uh, Sunday at ten thirty. And so, uh, we're just making another effort to get out there and to 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 get people geared up to make that last push while the weather's warm, and you can get out there and witness and be a light and be a service to our community. And uh, so, you just want to come out, you know, and as we're going to have an old school night on Saturday, you know. We're going to sing those old school songs and hymns and and uh, and have a good time in the Lord. And, uh, you know, because sometimes, you know, we get so new school, you know, we so we're so contemporary and, you know, we're going to do throw a little old school in there. You know, what used to be contemporary and uh, and have a great time there. But in, in the midst of that, it's just that's all still serving. You know, we just want to serve, serve our church and giving them an opportunity to light that fire. You know, like that fire, as the song says, like that fire down in their soul. You know what I mean? So, and hopefully that it will burn out of control, you know, because as you, you seek to serve people, you don't get caught up in your own uh, inconsistencies and your own, your own, own problems and things like that. You know, sometimes people look at me and wonder how I keep trying to serve in the midst of adversity. And I say, well, I don't, I don't look at it as it's like a job. I look at it as I'm serving somebody. I'm, I'm being a blessing to somebody. I'm helping free somebody up. Whether I'm doing a counseling session, uh, you know, with someone or, you know, whether I'm helping them prepare their taxes, you know what I mean? You know, it, whatever whatever I'm doing, you know, I'm serving that individual. I'm not thinking about how I may gain, you know, how I may profit, but how the kingdom is going to go. 
Uh, we just finished a series on, on, well, we're about to finish a series on worship. And we just thought about the different kinds of worship. You know, I mean, worship is just not limited to uh, that singing and music. But, you know, we worship and how we celebrate. We worship in our jobs. We worship mainly in our obedience. You know, as we be obedient, that's just an act of worship. And um, so we can serve. And serving doesn't necessarily mean you're being biblical or it doesn't mean that you're following uh, what God wants you to do. It just means you're serving. But when you serve in such a way to make it make it part of how you worship God, then that service just takes on a whole nother light and a whole nother level of power. And I've been reading about King Saul lately. And uh, and, and man, I, and, uh, and and all those kings, I can see a little bit of Joe Sutton in those kings. I see my my father in style sometimes that comes back to haunt me and, and to, to bite me and the mistakes I've made and things I've done. But, you know, when when Saul got a little antsy when Samuel hadn't showed up for the sacrifice and he said people were starting to leave and, you know, he was worried about how he looked in front of people as opposed to how, you know, being obedient to what the man of God had told him to do. And so he went and did the sacrifice himself. And then uh, who shows up but Samuel right after he goes and does it. And uh, and, you know, he just he he, he scolds him, you know, what I mean, because he tells him those those words that, that haunt us all, it says obedience is better than sacrifice, right? And disobedience or rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And 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 those words, you know, I, I always go back to those words in my in my own life that obedience is better than sacrifice. I can sacrifice my time, my talent, my money, uh, you know, my children, my wife. I can sacrifice all those things. But you know what God said? That the better thing to do is to be obedient, obedient, man. Oh, I don't like them words. Uh, you know, I just, you know, to obey, you know what I mean? To put in there, it, it, it means really to, at, at most times to subjugate my will, you know, and, and to really perform to the will of somebody else when they, when they say I have to obey them. You know, I mean, to get into that point, you know, cause sometimes we think that our way is just the best way to get things done. But obedience, you know what I mean? And so when you get into servanthood, sometimes people even they don't they only want to serve. Where they want to serve. Right. And, and, and so it's like you come and say, oh, pastor, you need any help around church? Yes, we do. We need help here. Uh, no, I don't do that. You know, what I mean, you got anything else? You know, what I mean, and, and then after maybe two or three times, they just say, well, what I really was looking for was, which should have probably been stated at the beginning, but, you know, do you really want to serve? Do you want to serve me? Do you want to offer me help in an area that I I really need help in? You know what I mean? Or do you just have something that you just want to do? You know, I I know most people like me. In my years of management, you know, and and working in uh, uh, different retail, grocery, restaurant work, people always want to do what they're strong at. They want to do their strong suit. They want to do they, they, what they're strong at, right? Because you want your best to shine out. You know, if 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 I'm a poor decorator, I'm not going to come to you and say, let me volunteer as a decorator, right? Because, you know, my volunteer experience may be laughed at, short-lived, whatever it may be. But we usually like to go with our strength. And, 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 and the thing about it is, is that it's another verse that haunts me that says, you know, in your weakness, he is made strong. You know, in, and Paul said when he asked the Lord to take away his infirmities, he got this word back from the Lord. In your weakness, I am made strong. In your weakness, I am made strong. God loves taking our weakness 
and working at it and having it come out looking like strength. You know, I tell people all the time, never would having a radio show, preaching a message from the pulpit would never came out of my mouth as what I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love making money. That's what I love doing. And as a young man, I thought God was just going to use my ability to make money to finance the kingdom. And instead, he wanted me to be a voice box. And to me, that was a weakness. You know, I don't even like how my voice sounds, you know, and that's what God did. He put me in a position where I find myself preaching, doing radio, you know, teaching, uh, going different places, doing things, uh, you know, and, and I'm like, and people look at me and say, you, you do it so well. And I have to remind them, no, it's my weakness. In my weakness, he's made strong. What you hear is not me. What you hear is him. You know what I mean? What you hear is him coming through because that's not what I would have chosen. You know what I mean? It, you know, I'd rather be a mayor daily behind the scenes type leader than to be an upfront leader and, and, you know, equipping and, keeping up and trying to track down millennials and, and uh, do all that to, to help them reach their dreams and goals. I can think of some better things I could do, you know, but, but it, it's just, it's just strange. And even when God gave me the opportunity to come back and make money to do what I, I, I always wanted to do, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I had lost, I had lost the fire and the fire and desire was quenched. I wanted to go back to serving people. Serving people. You listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, talking to you on this nice uh, Saturday afternoon. Some of you may hear it on Sunday morning. I mean, Sunday afternoon. Uh, and just want to just talk about serving today and, and, and how we can serve. You know, the, the key to leadership, I think, in a Christian, Christian environment is servant leadership. That's what Jesus espoused, servant leadership. Even up to the last day before he left, he was serving. He was washing feet. He was doing things. He was letting them know that this is what the greatest do. You know, they we, yes, it's, it was obvious. Jesus was the head. He was the leader. But at the same time, he was serving. He was going to serve people. He's going to serve and do what he needs to do. And he set a model up for us uh, to to really follow. And and having gone through business school and different training, leadership training with different organizations through their management, their schools of management. You know, I've come to find out that uh, servant leadership is not what most people are taught. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm working on a deprogram program for <laughs> after dealing with my sons after they just got out of college. You know, and I'm working on my daughter now. You know, what I mean, because the, the servant leadership part, you know, got trounced to just accomplish the goal. You know, meet the objective, and you can meet your objective and still serve. And you have to understand that it's not rocket science. It's just that you always take someone with you, you know, in whatever you do. And that's what I've always taught my children. Always take someone with you. When they were in school, uh, when they play sports, I say you find someone on the team that's struggling and you make them your protege and you take them with you. You know, in your classroom, you find somebody struggling, take them with you. You know, and, and to me, that's just that's servant leadership. You're constantly serving someone, you know, you're getting your job done as a leader, but you're also serving by pouring into people and teaching as you go along, as you're in there. You can easily say, let's load the truck, right? We load the truck, you know, but at the same time, we can have someone with us and teach them the proper way to load the truck. 
then that way when it's time to load the truck again, we have two people that know how to load the truck. And even if you move on and you go on to another place, somebody can load the truck. So we're going to talk about uh, leadership, servanthood, servant leadership uh, after the break and talk about passing it down and passing it on. And uh, you take care and enjoy the day. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Mission listeners throughout the Twin Cities are calling the Good News Line. Call in and tell us what Bible teachers and topics have touched your life and why you listen each day. Share your favorite mission memories, and you could hear your voice on air. Yeah, just calling just to say my appreciation. I want you to know that I listen every morning. Thank you for being a great station. Call the Good News Line today at 651-289-4434. Thanks for listening to AM980 The Mission. Something about a slow bass beat, <laughs> With a little bit of keys in the back, man. It just makes you bob your head and get you going. Uh, once again, this is Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, thank you for listening to us, man. It's just such a blessing to, to run up on people, and I hope to see you out at the State Fair. Uh, I'll be at the State Fair uh, both Saturdays, uh, broadcasting live at 2 o'clock. Uh, you know, from from the nice little little booth, you know, hope it don't rain again. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, that was fun to get a nice little drizzle in and, and, and to be wet and, and get out there and and, uh, and 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 just to meet everybody and the people that came by. And some people don't. It's so funny. Sometimes some people don't really realize what KKMS is. Right. And so they're walking past and they're, they're, they're taking their little kids to the Home Depot to make something, you know, a little thing. And they're standing in line and they're looking at you like, you know, what are they talking about? And then they hear you talking about God and they hear you talking about the Bible and, and they kind of look over, but they don't want to be caught looking. <laughs> and then right next to us is the conservative talk station, right? You know, the Patriot, right? And then now they're really going like, oh my goodness, we didn't walked into the forbidden zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's, but it's, it's just a joy because, you know, people look and they look and they hear and, and sometimes, and they see the seats. They see the little bench seats. So they, they have a seat at the bench seats. So they try to look games that we have going on there. And it's a, such a pleasure being out at the state fair. You know, I must admit that I never went to the state fair until I started doing this radio show. <laughs> and so I've been going out there these last few years. And so I look forward to seeing you. You know, one young lady really, really blessed me one Saturday. Uh, just came and just told me how she listens on a regular basis, and uh, and, and that's a blessing. Well, you know, I just want to talk about servant leadership uh, a little bit more and serving, and uh, it's just a principle that 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 was taught to me when I first became a believer in the discipleship process. Not only was I discipled in how to be uh, 
an obedient Christian, but I was also discipled into being a leader. And 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 the scriptures say that as believers, God expects us to be the head and not the tail, to be the lender and not the borrower. We're expected to be in a leadership position. We're to stand up uh, we, with Genesis 1. This earth is ours. We've been given jurisdiction over it, and we got to take care of it. And we need to stand up and do what we need to do. And uh, and so when it comes time to looking at the Great Commission and going out there and telling people about, you know, the Lord and what he come out, it, it commands us to teach. Right. We're to teach them what God has taught us. In other words, how can they be obedient if they're not taught? And so as a leader, what I advocate to my staff and everything like that is that we just don't get tasks done when we're, we're, we're not task oriented. We're leader oriented. You know, we're development. That's what we do. Whatever a task is done, it's always done in a way that we're teaching someone how to do the task. Now, I can run and get the task done in a a quicker period of time than I'm standing there teaching someone how to do the task. But it cross trains my staff. It exposes them to other areas and things like that. And, And as a leader, you always ask a lot of questions. And if everybody expects the leader, they expect me as pastor to know about the worship team, nursery, youth group, men's group, women's group. I, I they, they expect me to know everything. Right. And so but as as you as you get trained and people show you what they do, you know, it it, it creates a powerful impact. And that's how you develop multi-generational leadership. You know, when you look at Moses, when Moses and his brother went and did what they did. Moses and his brother could have did what they did all day long. Moses realized, man, I'm 80 years old. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I don't know how much longer I'm going to get to lead these folks. So he had a young man, Joshua, who went with him everywhere. And whatever Moses did, he did. He was teaching Joshua how to do it. You know, it was it, as Moses was serving the people, he was teaching Joshua how to serve the people. He was teaching him how to go, right? Because and even Aaron had to teach his sons about the levels and things of being in the high priesthood. And so it's a servant leadership model where I lead, but I serve, but I also teach others how to serve. But yet I'm also teaching them how to lead. The leadership is not dictatorship. Leadership is the equipping of individuals and and, and, and anointing and releasing them into their purpose. Right. And so you got to have a discerning spirit to discern what their purpose is. And so like when I'm doing certain things around my house, I incorporate certain children into it, right? So when I'm doing something work-related, I would incorporate my youngest because he loves to work with his hands. And if it is something that's theological or biblical, I would incorporate my number my number three son, you know, because that, you know, I'm preparing him and equipping him for what he likes to do. And you get the example of going on. One of the reasons why my oldest son has won so many state track championships and and is considered a leader in his field is that because all the while, while I was coaching track when he was in high school, he was with me and he watched what I did and he watched how I set it up. And I, and I would let him do things because I knew he was going to be a coach one day. And so I, as I served, I taught him how to serve in that capacity. And now today he's doing it and he, and he's winning and he's, and he's considered it. He was up for national high school coach of the year this year, you know, and, uh, and so it was just an accomplishment that he reigns in as, as, as a young man in his early thirties that he's out there making that kind of a mark and is considered one of the best offensive minds and, uh, and, and young minds in football, you know, coming through in this region. So it, but it, it comes when you serve 
and you uh, you teach as you go and you take that another person with you younger. Unfortunately, Joshua didn't practice what was taught to him. So when the, when he went on, the, the nation of Israel was thrown into a period of judges and pretty much as the scriptures say, everyone did what was right in their own life, uh, their own mind. There was not any trained servant leader to serve that generation that came after the generation that saw the great miracles of God. And and we and we have this problem in America now where the average minister is 54 years old and we're trying to pour into the next generation and we're, we're, we're financing and launching all these young young ministers in the churches and we're pouring into them to make sure, you know, that nothing dies out. But at the same time, we have to realize we will recreate the same problem if if in turn, while we're paying attention to them, we don't encourage them to bring someone younger with them. They'll just have the same situation 30 years from now where the average minister is 50 some years old and we got to pour into another generation. We'll miss it. It won't be multi-generational. It'll be every third generation. Hey, love you. Time's coming to an end. I hear my theme music playing in the background. You know, I just want to encourage you again. If you if you had a time to come and join us this weekend, uh, Friday at six seven o'clock, Saturday six thirty, Sunday at ten thirty for our revival. And you're always welcome. Love you. Keep the faith.